everybody to uh, the third yep. film of October. Spooky Halloween You are joining us tonight with Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Welcome. I'm Lenny Pappas over here on the East Coast. And with me tonight is the gorgeous and the lovely... Zenobia over here on West Side, throwing up the W. (laughs) (laughs) So tonight, the very creepy night, we are drinking the beautiful Dairy Snow Cone. Because we are watching it Mm. from 2017, the newer version of the film, Mm -hmm. my favorite. Yep. And I wanted to do something themed off it, so it's the Dairy Snow Cone, something like Carnival-esque because of our our good, scary clown, Pennywise. Okay, okay, I see you. So you have to do crushed ice, lay that in your rocks glass, and then you serve up two ounces of vodka, two ounces of cream soda, and then we made a really beautiful raspberry puree that we just, oh, floated right on top of the glass because that's how we do and then i served mine with a nice little straw so it'd be easy sipping but i think it's a very tasty beverage you want to you want to want to take a little clink clink all right here we go chills cheers it tastes better than i thought it was going to oh okay i'm not good a cream soda fan so this was this was like, I legit went into the aisle and I was like, where the fuck is, I've never like even <laughs> bought cream soda ever. I bought that. No way. Yeah. I bought the IBC cream soda. Classic. Yeah. I got mug. Okay. And yeah. So it tastes different than I thought it was going to taste. Not bad. Not bad at all. I like it. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. I was dreading it. And how- you were oh why didn't you tell me that because i want to try a drink okay 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 drink well i'm glad that you tried it yeah and she never took a sip again no i'm just kidding (laughs) never drink it again i don't know how did your raspberry puree turn out I just blended it because I already had the blender out. I put some hot water with some sugar in it. I even screamed Beautiful. a lime in it. And I like blended it. It was good. Tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I know. I want to sprinkle that raspberry puree over everything. I was just like wanting to eat it by the spoonful. It's so good. It is really good. And I like it because most people, most bartenders, when they're using raspberry as a drink, they're going to say to like strain it so you don't get the raspberry seeds or the pulp in it. But I like that in a drink. Mm -hmm. I don't want to really lose the essence of the fruit that you're draining from. And also it kind of reminds me of like little teeth (laughs) (laughs) when I was looking, which made it look really, really creepy to me. So I was just definitely down. She's like, yeah, just keep the little baby teeth in there and just drink it. Just like keep little baby teeth in it and drink it. (laughs) It'll be great. It's really creepy. But yeah, I really like this. I'm not going to lie to you or this podcast. I've been drinking these all night because I couldn't. I was just so excited to drink it. Okay, well then, damn girl, I've been waiting. Let's drink. I know, you're you're a good person. I'm a little tipsy already. (laughs) I love yous will start 
in just a few moments. I mean, I daydreamed <laughs> and then I took a mini nap, so I'm like back to normal, back to one. Oh, I'm so I'm so jealous. I wish I would have gotten a nap in. <laughs> so do you want to give us a little bit of her story? Hell yeah, I do. A uh, little her story, baby. Um, so just to give you a little idea of what the, the film It, uh, it is based on a Stephen King novel. This is not a sequel. It's a remake of the original It. So it's kind of on its own spectrum because the, the older version was done in such a different time period. So they really, the makers of this film were able to really add into it. So I wanted to do the history tonight on the CGI's. We had talked about how amazing the uh, visual effects are in this film. And I got to learn so much about the difference between like what like VFX is and CG and all the, the special techniques that they use. And what I didn't realize or know is that a lot of the film is visual effects afterwards. It's not computer generated. That's the difference. Visual effects and then CG is computer generated effects. They barely, they tried really hard to not use a lot of computer generated effects. Everything they tried to do was visual and just adding in post so that they could keep the production of everything that you, you were seeing. And it, they just wanted to add in an, an extra. So whenever you see the, they call it the kill mouth. Whenever you see the like, like, weird smile. <laughs> or, oh, oh God. That's all visual effects that were added in later. Everything about his face is there and it's real. He does wear a lot of prosthetics. That's. To make his head all Not, big and weird. Mm-hmm. He, they didn't want to make it totally computer generated. They wanted it to be him and he's a real monster. And so they just added a lot of prosthetics to his face, which is like really fucking cool. And it was really, really neat too, because the director, he had all these ideas specifically with his eyes. They didn't expect Bill Sarsgaard to be able to do this with his eyes. The director was like, listen, I know he's like, listen, don't worry about all of this direction. We'll add this in like afterwards with VFX and Bill Bill Sarsgaard was just like, no, 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 I can do that in real life. And he was able to, he makes his eyes move in that crazy direction and like twirl around the way he does. And it's just, it's, it's, Exactly. It's, he's he so is, good. Oh he's perfect God. for this part. He's so good. God says He's perfect him. for this part. So uh, the FX visual effects company that they used uh, for this film is Rodeo FX. They're really freaking cool. You might, I have a list of all like the really fun stuff that you might like. Uh, Pokemon Pikachu Pet Detective. Not Pet <laughs> Pikachu Detective. <laughs> um, Jumanji <laughs> Watchmen. I shut up. The movie, Watchmen, the movie or the TV show? <laughs> the TV show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he's also, uh, we talked about this on the last episode. I'm obsessed right now with uh, Lovecraft Country. He, they are responsible for doing visual effects in that as well. Oh. You go all the way back to like the Golden Compass and Twilight. They're responsible for some in Cinderella, D- Disney, um, Stranger Things, Ooh. which uh, if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Stranger Things. Yes, I do. <laughs> And then this one I thought you would really love, Better Call Saul. Oh, I fucking love it. I love that. You love that show. Okay. You love that show. That's awesome. Wow, this company is mm-hmm. dope. So if you guys need some yeah. cool special effects, give them a holler. Who are they? What are they called again? They're called Rodeo FX. And what's really neat is, and I'm really looking forward to this, they are heavily responsible for like WandaVision and Loki, all the new Marvel TV shows oh, that are being on Disney+. Plus. 
Yeah, and I talked need, about them. They need to be done well Ooh. so that they seem they like need to be done really do well. It. That's awesome. Yeah. So like checking in with that and just like, like a few things that I had learned, like, um, one of my favorite scenes is, uh, when Pennywise is coming out of that freaking refrigerator towards Ooh. Eddie, the little boy. And it was right after he broke his arm. Right. Fun fact, that is a prosthetic. The, wait, the, the fake arm? The fake, the arm he's holding is just a big prosthetic. <laughs> it, they didn't want to make it too ridiculous. They don't want. They didn't want to add like CGI or anything like that. Or it's it's a big prosthetic that the little kid got to wear. But what was good. really really freaking? They're really good, right? Yeah. The when he's coming out of the refrigerator and he's like upside down, Bill Skarsgård is actually he had put himself in that position and climbed out of that refrigerator, and then they had wires attached to the actor, so it would spin him in the direction that they had in mind, the visual effect in mind. So they would spin him so they could add it later, like all the limbs moving about, but like wow. it's, it's still production value as well as adding the visual effects in later. And it looks so good. Seamlessly looks. Yeah. That seamlessly. It's beautiful. It and that's just, and it's just so much attention to like what Bill Skarsgård brought to the character yeah, for sure. For like sure. he put in so much like, blood and sweat into this character and there's so many fun facts to go into <laughs> go into him when he was doing this character i mean yeah because uh, it seems like a like a heath ledger that like totally changes this iconic character that we already like knew and love and then you like mm -hmm. turned it on its ass and you're like oh he real dark now like you real dark yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's like same. oh i remember the original when it was with tim curry yeah and it scared the shit out of me. It did. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, don't get me wrong, but like Tim Curry passed on this role. They offered it to him. Fun fact. They had offered this role to Tim Curry, but he was just like, no, I think that you can, with what you have now, you'll find someone that's going to be like top notch, better, scarier. I don't want to try to like peak what I've done. And it, and, and it's, if and they it's did really have true. Him, he's older now, a lot older now. Mm -hmm. and a lot older. It's, and you know, they would have had to use a lot more CGI if they would have had him. So I think so too. So it was really, it was really, really cool. And just like the added effects that they put on with the peeling of the skins when they're coming off, when they're all these different characters, Ooh. like little baby Georgie. Oh my God. Um, hi, Georgie. So yeah. So hi, Georgie. Hi, Georgie. <laughs> Want to come down here? What about your boat? <laughs> yeah. so creepy. Oh my God. It's so creepy. And then the only other thing that I wanted to talk about with specifically the visual effects to computer generated effects. So what I thought was really, really neat is that the scene when it's all the kids towering up, when they go down into the sewer and like, remember it's like all the children, they're like, all into this, like yes. they're all floating up in this huge tunnel kind of. Tell me how they did like, it. Cause tornado. I was hoping that I, I would find out tonight. Yeah, you are. So <laughs> this is so like freaking crazy. So they dressed up a lot of like kids actors, but as well as like mannequins to build the main part of the base. And then they had the, the, all these different types of kids clothing, like all wrapped up in like weird ways. And that's how they started off to just have the production part of it, like actual real production. And then they went in and they computer generated and added in stacks and extra of kids with all these different types of clothing that they had and like had it all wrapped around. 
Okay. So it, it gener- the computer generated it to make it look like it was floating up. So that was one of the pieces that they used um, to make it computer generated. Cool. That one's mm-hmm. cool. And it looks good though. Like that's that a tribute to these people. Like this, they really know what they're doing. Uh, and the visual effects supervisor, Armand Brisbois, he is incredible. And I read like a ton of articles because everyone had so many questions because this movie is, this film is visually fantastic. And he just, the way he talks about how he sees it, you, you definitely get that perceived onto the screen. Like nothing was left behind for him. He saw what he wanted to see and you got to see it. And it was just so flawless and beautiful. Yeah. So I really appreciated it. I really appreciated uh, reading up on all the really fun and the really interesting different ways that they use visual effects compared to uh, computer generated effects. That was really neat. That is because on some of these movies, Mm -hmm. you don't really know what you're seeing. You know, you don't know what is real and what is not. Exactly. When Pennywise is standing in the field and he's holding that like diamond shape of balloons, balloons that could be real or that could be computer generated. Like you really don't know nowadays. Like it could be anything. Yeah. But in that scene specifically, I can tell you that he's real. And they only do visual effects for him afterwards. And then they'll do like a couple of real balloons, but then they would computer generate add on the the, the top part of the diamond. Yeah, I definitely and thought sp- that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely right. Because <laughs> I was like, I have worked with balloon towers many of times and this is not going to work. <laughs> But yeah, but that's how, but I really love that they're still trying because there's still something real about doing like real production, real prosthetics, like real effects. Like that's something that you really can't let go of. And I love that they're still trying to blend the real to the virtual reality. And it's a really a tease to the eye to want to like, do you want to try to figure out what's real and what's not? Because in a moment you're just completely swept up because there is the real and the fake that you just don't even want to think about it anymore. It's just there. I mean, if we weren't doing this show, I definitely would not be thinking about what is real or fake. Um, (laughs) I did think that him coming out of the refrigerator was fake, but it seems that it was more real than fake. Mm -hmm. I mean, they did it there. I mean, when he's like moving his body, like that's him. him. And he, like, they added on, of course, like, a little visual effect afterwards to make, like, a little bit edgier and, like, a little more, like, cracky, wouldn't it? But that is so Bill Skarsgård. Like, that is his actions. Like, that is him using his body movements. I definitely think that um, when you have the technology to, you know, do something very cool and when you take too much advantage of it, what happens is 10, 15, 20 years down the road, you look at it and you go, Oh, yeah, that didn't really hold up, huh? Yeah. Ooh, that looks kind of <laughs> cheesy. But when you use, like, some sort of, vis- like, real effects with the special effects or the CGI, it just makes it, a li- it only looks like it's touched up. And that even, you know, exactly. 20 years from now, 27 years from now. This stuff seems to happen every, every 27, 27 years. years. When we go back to watch this, mm-hmm. it's still going to look good i think anyway but you never know no i i totally agree i think Mm -hmm. this one is going to last a little longer just Mm -hmm. by just by the way that they they did it so that was a cool history hey girl you ready are you ready are you ready i'm ready are you ready for 
<laughs> Are you ready for that, bitch? <laughs> oh, your girl's horrible. Okay. Uh, that Are was nasty ready? and I liked it. <laughs> Are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? Yes. Oh, I'm ready, girl. I'm ready to get drunk. <laughs> You are girl, I'm drunk. I was like, girl, <laughs> you already drunk. I can see it. I see it from I here. I played the drinking game. I played the drinking game. I'm drunk. All right, well, okay, gonna, go for it. You gonna take a sip when you see a red balloon. <gasps> I love that one. Honestly, I love I Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's, it's so creepy. pop out places. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. So oh, everywhere. You know, he's following him. He, where he has that Ooh. like whole big one. Where the oh, whole, I know. Like the triangle one. That scares the shit out of me. And then he turns away. And he turns back and he's gone. You're like, oh, shit. I know. And he run, damn it. <laughs> 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 Don't take a simp when there's a new kids on the block reference. Oh my god! And I love the like coy little looks that they give each other, even when they do them. Like later, she's just like, "I know, I do like it." Where he goes and she goes in their room, and he closes the door, and he's like, "No, please, don't oh, no. please don't do it." We're rough, rough. <laughs> and they play the new kids, so you know, anytime she says like, "Hang tough, new kid on the block," you know, hanging tough, or where he's like, "Please don't go, girl." Please don't go, oh, yeah. girl. That's that's the name of another new kids on the block. Song. Please don't go, girl. That's also a song, you know. Do you think that they have the right stuff? You know, all of those. <laughs> say those lines. Or if anyone just oh, mentions yeah. new kids on the block, you go ahead and uh, mm. take a simp. I think take that, a simp. That's probably one of my favorite I, running gags in this whole movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's so good. I would have made fun of him and loved him at the same time. I love new kids. I've yeah. seen them live. I saw them at the Hollywood Bowl. It was Ooh. them, Boys to Men, and Paula Abdul. And oh, yeah. my God. What a lineup. I know. I could thank the very awesome Jason and Smashley for that concert. That was fun. Oh. We all went together. And, yeah. So I Mad love. Yeah. So you're going to take a sip when Richie okay. and Eddie go at it. So anytime they have <laughs> their little bakers, where I love where I love where Their little love quarrels. Yeah. I love where Richie, like, <laughs> opens the cabinet and he goes, Hey, Eddie. These are birth control pills? Yeah, and I'm saving it for your sister. This is private stuff. Yeah, I'm saving it for your sister. Like, you know, they're just, they're back and forth. It's so fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Better than being inside your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I do love it where he's like, the mom makes him go kiss kiss the mom. Ew. And then Richie's you want one like, for me too, Miss K? <laughs> Even the mom kind of giggles at that. That's pretty funny. She's like, yeah. <laughs> get out of here. This Fuck kid. you, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't let you hang out with my kid. You cuss too much and you just don't give a shit. Whatever. He'd probably be my favorite. I'd probably bake him extra cookies. I'd be like, and these are for Richie. Make sure he gets them. <laughs> He's literally the only one that we don't see their parents like at all. The rest of them, everybody else, we get to see their parents. Except him. At least one of the parents. Yeah. At least one of the parents. Except his. We yeah, no, Richie was, Richie's pretty much alone. Mm -hmm. He's a loner. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the one that doesn't see Pennywise at the very beginning. Like he never gets an isolated incident. And he, the first time he sees it, it is when they're all in the, in the garage. garage watching it on the projector. That scene. So. <laughs> okay. So you're going to take a simp <sighs> when they're on their bikes. Sweet. Hi-ho, Silver! Away! Away! I know, Silver! His little bike, and they're always on it. You know, they even have fucking Beverly on the back of the bike. Like, she's just, like, rolling with the homies. Like, I love it. They're That's their little biker gang, which totally reminds me of me as a kid in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we all roll through on our bikes through this neighborhood, stomping through, picking up you know, kids on each block. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. Always riding. Always had a pair of pegs on the back of my bike to like take the kids around. You don't know, know who. It. Yeah. You don't know who needs a ride. I can have one on the pegs. I, I can have one on the handlebar. Let's do this. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. So you're going to take a simp when someone calls Beverly a slut. Which is it, Greta? Am I a slut or a little shit? Make up your mind. Or something slutty, in a sense. So, like, when... I hate that. Yeah, like, when she's in the bathroom... No, no, I like the rule. I'm sorry. I like the rule. But I hate hate that that they they do do that to her. Slut-shaming is not okay. It was in 1989, so... It's true. I hate it when when Eddie's mother's just like... Oh, I've heard of you, Miss Marsh. And I don't want a dirty girl like you touching my son dirty girl i'm like oh my god if you even knew what this girl has to go through yeah she's like and you miss marsh i don't want you i've heard about you and i don't want a dirty girl next to my son like she wants your little sick son i know who thinks he has every disease known to man i know that these are gazebos mom i know that these are gazebos i know gazebos (laughs) i didn't know he's so cute yeah so anytime they call her a slut, like when she's in the stall and, you know, the mean girl calls her a slut and they dump the trash water on her, we'll take a sale. Okay. I can do that. Raise up for the sluts. Raise up for the sluts. It ain't wrong being a slut. We, even, we could. Is she not even a slut? And she's actually not even a slut. That's what the, slut. That is seriously the worst part. That is an example of what how rumors ruin people's lives. Yeah. That's why she was like, I'm getting the fuck out of this damn ass town as soon as possible. Yeah. So you gonna take a simp when Bill stutters. Hey, Stan, what happens at the moments for anyways? It says they slice the tip of your dick off. So when he stutters, you go ahead and take a simp. Okay. But she does a lot. You get it. He does a lot. Except, but he does a lot. Except uh, when he does his speech about bitches coming his out. His big monologue. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm really hoping that that's a finish your drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the look. So we're going to shut up. <laughs> we're going to take a simp when Loser's Club is said or seen when you mm. see the loser on his cast. Or lover. <laughs> and he changes it to lover. Yeah. I love that. Part. I love that too. Either way, you know, I do love it when they save Mike and Richie's like, Yeah, homeschool. Welcome to the losers club. <laughs> hey, homeschool. Hey, homeschool. <laughs> Welcome to the, to the losers club. <laughs> and they just run off. Like they save them, you know. Mm-hmm. You're not losers. You're oh, the hero Mike. club. Mm-hmm. 
So you're going to take a simp when someone says Georgie. Georgie? Georgie and Georgie. Georgie. Hi there, Georgie. I like that one. They say, hey, Georgie. They say his name a lot. They say Georgie a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, he is the number one missing kid. I mean, in, for this, sure. in this story, yes. But I'm sure. In this story. The the chick who they found a shoe in the sewer, I bet she's the missing Betty. one. Yeah, in her story. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Betty. How do you think Betty feels? Running around these tunnels with only one freaking shoe? She's just hopping around here with one shoe on. So insensitive. I like love how rich he is. So insensitive. I don't think that he thinks it's real. I don't think he takes it serious. I think he sees it more. Everything's a joke to him. It's a joke. But that's his coping mechanism. I also think that. But I think that it's like, this is something new. Like, you know, kids disappearing. It's kind of like the Goonies film. Like, we're out in the sewers and we're just like, you know, finding (laughs) things. But not putting everything together and be like, yo, if her shoe's here, that means she gone. Like, you know, this yeah. is not a good thing. Exactly. But yeah. I love Richie. He's funny. I love Richie. You go. Finn Wolfhard. I just love Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, sorry. I just want to like pinch his cheeks and just like hang out with him. He has nice hair too. <laughs> I go see his band play. Oh yeah, he is in a band. He's in a band. All right, so uh, you're going to take a simp when Pennywise is drooling or dancing. <laughs> Introducing Pennywise, the dancing clown. And he's like shh, just drooling down like he's like a toddler. You're going to have to go Ugh. take a simp. I know. He's just thirsty. He's too thirsty. He's just so thirsty for your fears. For your fears. I'm gonna take a simp when Pennywise shows his smile. So when he does this like weird, I can't even do it. <laughs> and then he has the teeth, the two like really creepy, pokey buck teeth. Like it's like over, like ugh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's so creepy. He does he it can't, even ugh. without the makeup on, and it's still scary. It's still scary. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Skarsgård is a very attractive individual, but somehow good. he can really seriously. Make himself look effing terrifying. <laughs> it's true. Ah. It's true. So you're going to take some simps when he gives right. his creepy smile. Like that creepy ass smile. When he's on the like kid TV channel and he's sitting in the audience and they're like, kill them. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Go ahead and take a sip because that full scurry. You gonna finish um, your drink when the guys meet Ben. So like when uh, they're in the tunnel and he falls into the water in front of him, he's like, yeah. "Holy shit! What happened to you? The hell happened to you? Like, take a sip. He's the sweetest. I love Ben. That also reminds me of Richie, where he's like, I'm "Glad I got to meet you before you died." I'm really glad I got to meet you before you died. Like, yeah. <laughs> what a little shit. No, he's such a jerk. <laughs> if, I was a kid, jerk. if I was the kid, I'd start panicking at that moment. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh my God, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> and Ben, a little fat, fat boy. I love him. He's so cute. I love him. So cute. He is so cute. He's like genuinely so brilliant. You gonna finish your drink 
when the slideshow goes crazy. So mm-hmm. when it starts taking over and Pennywise shows up as Bill's mom, when he mm-hmm. pops up and climbs out and starts chasing them, he'll finish your drink. Which I will have to say, for a person like myself who loves scary movies and such, I have to say that scene did get me. I got scared. It, yeah. He popped out of nowhere and jumped and scared the shit out of me. I remember being in the theater and I was like, huh! like, and I was like, I oh, yeah. love this movie. If you can get me on a jump mm-hmm. scare, which does not happen often, mm-hmm. I'm down. This movie sufficiently can give me nightmares, which is really good. I've watched it every day this week. That's amazing. I watched, yeah. I really I mean, enjoy this actually, movie. I know. Actually, thinking about it, I've been hearing the the song in my head playing. I'm and, like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, and I watched the first one and the second one back to back this week because I just wanted to get the full story. But it's just such so well done. I'm glad that we're doing it this week. Name too. So you got to finish your drink when they make the pack. I swear. If it isn't dead, if it ever comes back, we'll come back too. Now, I'm sorry, I didn't put your speech in there, but for extra bonus points, you can go ahead and finish your drink when Bill does his non-stutter speech. He does this huge monologue right in front of the the well house, and he's just like, because we can't be afraid. We have to go in there. So walking into this house... me it's easier than walking into my own it's scarier to go in my own house and not see georgie than to go into this one and i was like fuck yeah and even richie's like wow wow what he didn't stutter once he He didn't stutter not once not once and that's that's a foreshadowing too because that is how you fucking you know defeat the creature just stand up and you fight and you don't have any fear towards him because he can't handle any kind of like confidence. He, he feeds off of everyone's fear. Yeah. What's he say? He's like, Oh, fear. Like, he's just like so excited to like, I smell it. You scared you little brat. You're scared. I smell your friends down mm-hmm. the hall and they're scared. Like this is, it reminds me a lot of what we do in the shadows with yeah. the energy sucker. And Colin, Colin, Colin Robinson, and he could suck off a vampire. Uh, Colin Robinson, uh, and he just bores them to death, and he just feeds off of their boredom energy, and he's just like, <sighs> like that's what he, that's what Pennywise is. He's just like, oh my god, fear, much. yes. <laughs> but yeah, so you're gonna take us. You're gonna finish your drink when they make the pack. So when they cut their hands and they. Say they're coming back in 27 years. 27 years. We come in and fuck shit up in 27 years. You better remember, god damn it. And yeah, you're going to finish your drink. Is there anything else you would add besides the Bill speech? Um, I would say you kind of already touched a little bit of it. When Richie makes a lewd comment of any kind, I would want to just take a sip. Like one of my favorite lines is he's like, the list of boys is longer than my wang. It's like, are you kidding me? It's totally 12-year-old saying, yeah, I, I, he does talk about his dick a lot. He's like, you're, you're lucky we're not measuring dicks or else. Dicks. You know, you're like. 
Boy, you Shut haven't even hit puberty yet. There's not even hair on so, your balls. Like, exactly. And like the whole line, he's just like, oh, because he hasn't seen Pennywise yet. He's like one of the only ones. Wait, can only virgins see this stuff? Is that why I'm not seeing this shit? He's like, so what is this? Like a non-virgin or virgins thing? Like you can't see, you can see because you're you guys are virgins. <laughs> it's like, uh, little boy, you've definitely never fucked anything. You want to spend your summer in an arcade? Like, don't try me. Like, hey man, he's got his uh, Street Fighter. You know, he's got to go play Street Fighter. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to learn Street. He's got to train. He's got training all summer. For all summer, Fighter. bitch. I got shit to do. So I would definitely, I would want to add that one, the lewd comments from Richie. But you kind of already do touch base. I really love that you put attention on him and Eddie's uh, relationship because it's so important. Like I was watching this movie with a friend and uh, I love that I just say friend, like it's Eric. We're in quarantine. Like, yeah, who else? I know who it is. But... Who else am I helping out with? Um, but like you see this, like they're so close. Like the the group is big, but Richie and Eddie are just like so close together. Like he Eddie brings him an ice cream, no questions asked. Like Richie's looking like a fool playing that tuba in the background, and Eddie comes back <laughs> with an ice cream cone and has one extra for his best friend. Like their relationship is so close, and they're just it's so sweet, and you get a lot of that like, in chapter two so, as well. Which that's is what I was cool. gonna say. I was gonna say like. Just to see their friendship go over into chapter two, it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's at first you're looking at them, you're like, you guys hate each other. Like, how could you I be know. friends when you like literally talk shit on each other's moms and sisters and like you just don't give two shits. But they're dudes, and they're just like, but they're dudes. It's kind of like me and my what? brother. We make the worst insults to each other, but the only reason why That's it doesn't true. matter is because it's just if they're funny. They're funny. Mm -hmm. Like, you could be They're making fun of me. And if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. And yeah. you know, I don't. And deep I, down, you know, it's a joke. Yeah, you it's know, a deep joke. down, it's just a, it's just a joke. Because if anyone else said that, it to me or talked about my brother. Or to I, Rashad. <laughs> I would fuck some shit up. Rashad like fuck some shit up. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love you guys. Okay. But yeah, that's the only one I would add. I would add the lewd comments, even though you do have it with Eddie. Um, and him a lot, which is just so funny and so cute. And then, yes, finish your drink when he does his speech at the end and he doesn't do the stutter. And you're like, fuck yeah, Bill, you fucking roll. I think you got every other one that I was just like, there should be, there should be. Oh, January Embers. Every, time every single time someone quotes that goddamn postcard, that poem. Your hair is winter fire, January Embers. My heart burns there too. You gotta take a sip. It's so romantic. Even for little kids, you're just like, it and it's it's Ben's poem. Like, you're just, oh, Ben. I just want to squeeze his fat cheeks. He's so cute. I know, he's just such a cutie. I have seen the kids before, all of them. I, my cousin came out here in 2017, and they mm -hmm. had the premiere at the Chinese oh. theater. But my cousin is from Chicago, so I was like, you want to go, like, do Hollywood shit? Like, we can go and, you know, walk around and look at the stars and stuff. And when we got there, like, I was kind of pissed because I was like, oh, damn it, it's a movie premiere here. Or, like, you know, oh, mm -hmm. man, because every time it seems like I try to take somebody from out of town to, like, go put their hands in the prints and stuff like that, there's always a premiere. And there's always a premiere. this time it was it. And I was like, I don't know any of the kids except the Stranger Kids. 
things, kid. And I was like super happy just to like, because I knew I was going to watch it. I knew it. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. This is going to be good. And we just kind of looked at them as they like walked by and went back and did our thing. That's really cute. <laughs> little celebrity sighting. I like that. So that is the motherfucking drinking game. Yes. Ow. I love it. You ready for them stats? Stats, baby. I want to hear it. All right. So this movie came out September 9th, 2017, baby. So not too long ago. Nope. But it seems so long ago because it was pre-COVID. And this year seems like it's never going to fucking end. No, it doesn't. Anyway. (laughs) So the budget for this movie, believe it or not, was $35 million. And that's, yeah, that's it. So translated in 2020 money, that's only $37 million to make this movie. It seems like it would be a lot, but again, like we talked about last week, it's probably because the majority of the cast is kids. Yes, it's true. And I think that's pretty fucked up. They should get paid as much as like an adult does, especially if they're holding the whole movie up, which they all are. This is they all are. This is their but, fucking film. Yeah. But I also don't know, because I feel like they had to film some of it for part two during this time as well. Like, I didn't read anything, but I feel like some of these scenes they did do, because kids grow up, like, within a year, these kids could look completely different. Completely different. They had already had this sketched out. They had already had it all figured out for the second film like there was no question whether they were going to do a sequel they were already going to do a sequel and yeah they had started filming it that's why it was like fun fact totally scandalous that like bill skarsgård was like i don't think i'm coming back for this and everyone kind of flipped out about it and i mean i need to i want to know exactly what they said to him what they like how much money they threw at him basically to be like you need to do this movie for us they're like, like, hey, girl, you remember that last check we gave you? We're going to add another zero on there. Yeah. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? He's like, uh, uh, so what day uh, is the first day of shooting? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, 37 mil. 37 million dollars. And it made worldwide $701 million. That translated into 2020 money, and that's $746 million. And at the time of its release, it was the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. But it was beaten shortly after that by Death Pool. But I I still love Deadpool. I ain't mad at him. And this movie was really, it made so much money. It's just like, we're donk. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And they're even saying that they lost like 5 to 6% of the profits for that movie because that opening weekend there was Hurricane Irma that was happening. And mm. so a lot of people weren't actually able to go see it, but they're projecting that that was like five or six percent. So oh, it I couldn't did. even have been oh, yeah. bigger than it fucking was. But it's huge. Like that movie was huge. It could have been bigger, mm-hmm. but it still made like over a hundred million dollars this opening weekend. So 123 million, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it was tips. fine. <laughs> yeah. They did okay. And I was definitely one of those people to go see it. Um, Rotten Tomato. You ready for these bitches? I'm always nervous. I know these bitches. Let's do it. I'm nervous, but we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> All right. The critics, eighty-five percent. 
which in critic talk, that's really good. I've only had 100% on this entire show, and it was Mary Poppins. So... (laughs) Why do we always come back to Mary Poppins? Everybody loves Mary Poppins. I don't know why. I I picked the movie. I love Mary Poppins. I ain't mad. So the audience, 84%. Now, audience, girl, I expected more from you. I did. I know. I did. Because this is a great movie. I have no idea why you, yeah. I, I I don't get that. I do not get that at all. Like, I don't get that at all. This bullshit. It was better than the original film. Way better than the book. Sorry, Mr. Stephen King. You you read like, the book, though. You I read did the, read book, the book, so you would know. I liked it better than the book. Just saying. I'll stick by it. Are you ready for the ZZ Fresh? Yeah, give me that ZZ Fresh. What is it? My ZZ Fresh is 100%. I fucking love this movie. The casting is awesome. The clothes is awesome. Derry, the little town is awesome. The music they play in the background. Pennywiser's face and costume and just him scaring. Like, I really don't have any negative to say about this. Even the way that it ends doesn't seem crazy or, like, upsetting. I left Mm -hmm. the movie theater after watching it and was like, oh my god, when is part two coming? We didn't even get them (laughs) as adults! Because I remember going to see this movie and thinking to myself, like, when do the adults come in? Like, when do they grow up? When do they fucking grow up? And when we got to the end, I was like, oh shit, I have to wait, don't I? Of course you're gonna drag it out so you can get my money double time. Two years! We had to wait two years for chapter two. I have to agree. My Lenny, my Lenny Zest right there, 100%. I'm not not even fucking you. I, it's a solid film. I thought it was perfect from beginning to end. All the characters were so believable. They are. The visual effects were incredible. They, It's definitely on, like, top brand all around. Like, I don't – I can't even believe that there's people out there that don't freaking just are obsessed and in love with this movie. I don't get it. And coming from us, it is. it does definitely – says a lot being that we are big into horror movies that mm-hmm. you know we look forward to like halloween's our christmas time we get to watch all of these fucking halloween movies and you know, love stuff. Halloween. yeah like so this movie like i said i watched it every day this week <laughs> it's been in the background while i'm like editing and just doing mm-hmm. things and i couldn't find a reason to not give it a hundred so <laughs> i agree I love it. We're in complete unison. This is the first time we were like, yep, nope, 100%. hundred. And I try not to drop them out as much, but sometimes I just have to, and this is one of them. But we'll see how I feel in 27 years about this movie. We'll come and revisit it 27 years later. All right, well, that's my stats. Can I? I like those stats, baby. Yeah. So I need your help right now. Okay. I need you to tell me about this book because your girl has not read it. How close is it to the movie that we're seeing or to the miniseries? You know, it's a very dark book. Uh, it's how do I put it? there's there's a lot of dark part. Like it, they kind of try to make it a little dark in the film. Uh, Beverly's character is very it's very dark. Her character is very it's very tormented. Um, you, you kind of get the idea of like she's sexually abused by her father. Um, but they don't blame me say it in the in the book. That that was one of the no. things because it, if I'm not mistaken in the miniseries, he 
does molest her. I can't remember. No, yeah, it, it's get the sexual attention Beverly gets in the book as opposed to this film. It's very, it's perverse and it's it's really rough to read. That's why I think I would say that I like this film, 2017's, way more than I like the book. And she has, it's not as dark for Beverly's character, which I mean, shows how strong she is and Mm -hmm. why she gets taken first by Pennywise, by it, uh, because she can stand up for herself. She has the power within her to stand up for herself. And that's why he sees her as the main threat first. And that's why he takes her first. I want you to read it, but she is plays a big part in getting all the characters out of the sewer. Okay. So I will say that her storyline and her character is a little darker in the book than it is in this film. There is a really big part, which I always thought it was kind of funny that they make this like tiny little reference to it. It's a uh, Merton, the turtle who comes to one of the characters in the book and tells bet like bill how to defeat the character. And the only time they mention the turtle Uh is when they're in the water, when they're at the quarry. And Bill's just like, oh, look, it's a turtle. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I did hear that the turtle is like Pennywise's like mortal enemy. And that they are also show up in the Dark Towers, which I have all Mm -hmm. the Dark Towers behind me. And I haven't read any of them. (laughs) Oh, I do. I do need to read them, but uh, <laughs> I, I have them, and I have a lot of his movies, like that and The mm-hmm. Stand and The Shining. So I yeah. mean, he he has it Pennywise happens a couple of times. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's he said like the and and it's it's funny because it's such a big character in the book, and it's a really big turning point. Like specifically, like this is how they he tells Bill how to defeat Pennywise, but you only in the film in 2017 film you only see like the little Lego turtle that's in Georgie's room. Right. Which is something that Bill grabs onto, or like the turtle is said while they're swimming in the water. So that was a a big surprise for me as well. Like, Oh, okay. Like that's, do you think that the audience would have accepted a giant turtle? No. Yeah. I think that's why it's it's gone. (laughs) I think that's why they moved it. Like there's a lot of things from the book, especially because it was written so long ago by Stephen King. And I mean, he's a genius in parts i mean he, he no i mean he's a really wonderful writer he is an incredible writer i do have a fun um, fact about this book in him real quick oh okay go ahead this fun fact. fun fact this was one of the last movies or books that stephen king wrote while he was on coke yeah <laughs> i think it's this and one other book then then he cut out alcohol because he had an addiction to alcohol and apparently to coke and after all of mm-hmm. this he gave it all up and has been sober ever since so mm. I, I doubt that he would be happy with us drinking to his movies <laughs> this is the uh second stephen king movie we did three but the shiny never made it on here but we did the you mist. told me about that we did the mist and this I one. love the mist. I love the oh, mist. Yeah, so I love that book. I love that book. That book holds up really well to the film too. I hope so because that film was awesome. That film is amazing. Yeah, so I would say like in the film, it just they kind of cut out the kind of cheesy, corny parts that just kind of make the film like because if you watch with with the Tim Curry film, any series, um, 
people criticize it a lot because it's kind of it gets goofy and then it's not as scary because all of a sudden there's just these like really goofy uh, animated parts to it and they're just like that's not really that scary anymore so i feel like they're just trying to up the scare value with this film specifically well two reasons why the I last think that thing- the miniseries wasn't scary is one it was made for tv so mm-hmm. you can only do so much scariness mm-hmm. on, you know, ABC, Fox, wherever that it fucking came out of. And two, the director of that one did not read the book. He was just going off of his scripts. Of whoever wrote the scripts. Yeah. That is such a bad idea. I think it's awful. Such- yeah. And he said that, you know, I, he thinks that the modern day it is way better than his. And he was like, mm-hmm. I probably should have read the book. Like. <laughs> How do you do a movie and you don't read the book? When I hear actors don't read the book of a movie they're in, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because the people who watch this movie, a lot of them have read this book. Yeah, exactly. You should have an an actual account of what is happening. Yeah. And I always think that the books would help build your character because they give you a lot more backstory and growth than you can do in a script in a movie. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and then the only other thing that I would say is just the character of Mike Hanlon, um, the history of like how his parents die and that, that gets emphasized in a very dark and different way in the film as opposed to in the book. Uh, I did have a question a about bit, that too. Is it uh, yeah. that this town, I mean, I know he's dealing with the fact that, you know, he was a child and his parents burned to death pretty much in front of him. Mm-hmm. But is this town racist as well? I mean, or has some racist tendency? Because Ben briefly talks about a black club that was set on fire or something like that and killed everybody. Yes. The they- black spot. What's the black spot? The black club was a nightclub that was burned down years ago by that racist cult. They, yeah, they like briefly go over it, but it's supposed to chop it up to Pennywise like doing it. But that doesn't even really seem like his MO, to be honest with you. To just set a house on fire with a bunch of people? Well, I mean, that's how he kills all the kids who are the Easter hunt, remember? The Easter oh, hunt in that big library. That's true. He he was into the big disasters before he started to, like, manipulate and focus on specific children. He was into the whole mass murdering of, like, huge, huge establishments. So, that I mean, it's not too out of his genre. But... Um, it could be, I always got the impression that Mike is, Mike is dealing with a lot of racism. Like they specifically pick on him. He says, get out of of my town. Yeah. Yeah. And it really makes me mad because I think this is supposed to be like based in Maine, like Northeast. It's supposed to be. I always thought it was like Missouri or. It's based off of the town that Stephen King actually lives in now. Oh, okay. It's like a small, hardworking town like Derry. But do we know the location of it? I forgot to write it down. Because the only time I see exactly where Derry is, is in the postcard that Ben writes. And where is it? To Beverly. And it says in Maine. Oh, it does say. Derry, Maine. Yeah, I think he is in Maine. Right? Yeah. I mean, everywhere has racism. That's not something that we can just. This is true. This is true. Get away with. But you just expect. You you expect better. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) You would expect it to be better. Well, I don't know. I'm black. I always think wherever I, I go, there's probably some sorts of racism. So that's what I always took it as when he's like, get out of my town. And I mean, but the dude is a dick to everybody. He don't give a shit. Bangor, apparently. 
The town of Bangor is the real life version of the fictional dairy. Yeah. I wonder how they feel. <laughs> this was but, filmed in I Vancouver mean, or in Canada. Yeah, I know. So. Fun fact, it's all these little towns outside of Ontario and no, Vancouver, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I got one more before we can move on from the book. But this one I've been wondering yeah. all week. So okay. Eddie's mom has been giving him <laughs> fake ass pills to keep him sick. Or to because make him he think knows. he's sick. Now, does yeah. she have like... Munchausen syndrome where she's just making her kids sick so that like people give her attention or is she doing all of this to keep him inside because she remembers that it is out there it's a little bit of both she wants to keep him for herself and to protect him because she knows that there is something fucking uh, fucked up and wrong with this town yeah she's probably lived her, her whole life and when she was in elementary school or junior high somebody probably went missing too you know mm-hmm. and she's like mm-hmm. god i never remember what happened to sally she's just gone and it just you know she only has one kid and he probably has asthma and she just added on to all these other things so that he wouldn't go outside and wouldn't be stolen that's what i was mm-hmm. kind of taking this week i kept looking at because she kind of cry cry no but if you're telling me it she is has a combination mm-hmm. it's it's a combination of her she does she has because it's a huge that's a huge character development and turning point for Eddie is when he can turn against his mom because she's been manipulating him to keep him to to herself. So there's a little bit of that, but there also, I mean, it it is, it's a true fact. She is, it is correct. Like she has been witness to all these kids going missing and she kind of has a freak out in the book about Eddie going out with his friends. And it's, it's accurate because everyone keeps on freaking disappearing. And it's more so about the children. And I mean, the whole with the kids, like it hitting so close to their group that one of them actually goes missing. It makes all the parents freak out. That's the book. I, I don't want to give too much away. You should read it. It's a very dark book. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to read. I do want to um, read it. So you're going to have to bring it with you when you come so I can read it. Yeah, I have it in my library. Are you ready for a Fun fact! Give that fun fact! I don't know if you know about this, but Mm -hmm. in November of 2017, the trailer for this movie dropped. And it broke motherfucking records, okay? So in the first 24 hours of it being on YouTube, it racked up 197 million views in 24 hours on you just YouTube. That's it, just on YouTube. Oh my god! And no it way. broke. Yeah, it broke the new record for the Fast and the Furious that came out right before that had had the record prior. But holy shit! Yeah, just the teaser trailer for this. And when I read that, I was like, "You're right," because as soon as I saw it on my feed for YouTube, I pushed it because I was so excited. And I remember when they put out the first poster where we got to actually see his face and we're like oh yeah this is about to be the shit like so <laughs> i i was definitely one of those 197 million viewers of the first 24 hours for this movie mm-hmm. oh yeah no i i watched it a couple of times on youtube for sure mm-hmm. oh really cool yeah setting records this is a record setting movie up in here is there another record no, I mean that and it breaking the record for oh, scary like R rated film until it is the highest. Was- it is the highest grossing um scary movie of all time of all time. So think about that, you guys. Record breaking. Record breaking. 
Do you want to talk about the director, Andy? I couldn't find anything about him, dude. It was like very few things about him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is a very first film kind of shit. So, I mean, he hasn't done a lot of stuff at all. He has not. But the things that he I has mean, he is done, going to be coming out with the, uh, what's it called? The Flash, starring Ezra Miller. And that, I love Ezra Miller. Is that going to be a movie? I mean, or is that a TV show? Uh, it's a film. Okay. It's a DC. Yeah, I know there Flash There is a Flash is. television mm. show on the WB, I right. think. Yeah, you're right. Okay. But no, this is to actually be. But like, yeah, he really doesn't have that big of a. Yeah, before this movie, he did uh, Mama. Mm-hmm. which I haven't seen, but the trailer freaks me out a little bit. And mm-hmm. it it kind of shows you like, oh, okay, he was definitely a good choice for doing it because he's just got that dark feel to it. But he came out with it and cha- it, chapter two, just like, boom, boom. And mm-hmm. like, now we know who this dude is. But he almost wasn't the original director. There was quite a few, but there was there was one that I kind of wish I would have seen what it looked like, though. It would have been good. The Duffer Brothers. Oh, I love them. If you guys don't know who they are, they are the creators of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which took heavily influence from it and a lot of Stephen King universe things. They were turned down for doing this movie because they said they didn't have enough experience. Which I think, but this guy didn't either, though. Like, that's what I was about to say. I was thinking about it, and I was just like, "That makes no sense." Maybe they didn't want to have to pay two directors, but this guy had just as much experience as like they did. That's why that makes very little sense. But I kept reading that, and I would have kind of liked to see what their version of it would have turned into because they're really exactly. Good. And I mean. When Stranger Things dropped in 2016, I mean, I don't know exactly when they started doing it, like when pre-production started and when they started to get the directors involved in it. But I mean, like when Stranger Things dropped in 2016, it went off the hook. Like people were freaking out about it. I was one of them. I I was obsessed. I couldn't put it down. I binged it. Like there was, I was doing nothing else in my entire life. I was watching that fucking show. You did make so me watch Stranger to, Things. <laughs> like, I did. I kind of watched it and then like I fell off and I didn't finish it. I got like maybe almost ha- like a little more than halfway through the whole first series season. Mm-hmm. And I was coming out to fly to come see you. And you're like, all right, well, just know that we're going to a Stranger Things party and we're watching the first episode. I was like, oh shit, I got to catch just- up. <laughs> Of the second season. I had to catch up. Oh my God. That was a really creepy. I remember when we saw that was a creepy house. We we were in a very old ass, creepy New York house. Like it was like a hundred plus house. house. It was so scary. It was so scary. And I was dressed up as a fly attendant. And I, yeah, Pan Am, and I was the I was the skeleton that night. (laughs) And we went out and partied. Okay. Anyway, enough about our stupid (laughs) life. But yeah. They came out, and I don't understand why they wouldn't have picked him either. I don't either. I don't get that. Because Stranger Things is literally like this movie, just a little lighter. It's not as dark, but they mm-hmm. could. I think they could have went there. They have the possibility to. Yeah. They absolutely. But um, I do see, I guess, why somebody would think, like, we want this movie to be fucking terrifying and scary. We don't want it to be, like, goody, goody. 
But at the same time, you do get that. Like the kids relationship and the bond is unbelievable. Like it's beautiful how well these kids bonded and worked together. Like I, I honestly believe that they were the characters. When I yeah. look at the kids, I don't see the individual kid themselves. Yeah. And that also is a lot of props to the fact that like they chose not two well-known kid actors. I mean, there were a couple of the kids that had done stuff in the past, but they were all able to like really throw themselves into the character. And I really like that. Yeah. That's why it's a hundred. Cause the casting was just so. The casting is so yeah. good. And like, fun fact, um, I really super love that they had isolated the kids away from Bill Skarsgård mm-hmm. to make the effect of like having them be really terrified of him. And that was, I mean, it was so cruel in the process for Mr. Skarsgård, but like the kids, they went to like a training camp together, like a, a bike camp where they like rode bikes all the time. And I don't know, it was crazy, but like you can see how bonded and how so much fun they were having on the set. And it's just really, really cool. It's yeah, really cool you definitely have to do that with kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I would have picked the Duffer Brothers because they are very good with kids of these with child ages. actors. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg again is a person who is very good with working with children. Like, mm-hmm. it, you need your kids to feel like they are those friends. They need to be able exactly. to bond. Putting them into some bike camp it was for nothing. They all know how to ride goddamn bikes in the neighborhood. They've been doing it their whole lives. But I mean, you needed to have them be able to bond outside of being these characters. And not exactly. only did the Losers Club bond, but also the bullies also bonded. Like, all of the kids loved each other. <laughs> yeah. It was reported that this was one of the best films to just like for most of the actors besides bill skarsgård poor guy he, he did have some it. shit because they did isolate we, him they didn't let the kids yeah. see him until they were on set with him and mm-hmm. you know they all acted extremely professional even georgie who's like the youngest cast member acted extremely professional with them yeah exactly but they wanted that shock appeal of these kids wide-eyed of just seeing this thing then having, you know, him in his dressing room. Plus, they didn't want any uh, pictures of him getting out from, you know, TMZ and shit like that. People, paparazzi exactly. pictures. So they did but, I mean, keep it him behind. It worked. Like, it totally actually, it, it absolutely worked. Like, that one of my favorite scenes, and we have already talked about this scene, like the scene where Eddie is is confronted with Pennywise he's in the kitchen and Pennywise comes out of the refrigerator mm-hmm. the little boy who it, uh is in that character uh Eddie is played by Jack Dylan Gazer right and he had such an incredible talent for that character like again I couldn't see a difference I thought he was that kid like I I believe that that he is a one of those people that think that they're sick with everything uh hydrochondriac yeah. like I honestly think that that is who that kid is. Like, I have no idea who he's. I know, because I love him. He's like, there's a thing called AIDS out there. I mean, he's bleeding all over, and you guys know that there's an AIDS epidemic happening right now as we speak, right? I mean, my mom's friend in, in New York City got it by just by touching a dirty pole in the subway, and a drop of AIDS blood got into his system. Hang now, hang now. Got it from holding onto a pole in the subway? Like, can you believe? Like, he's just like going on, and you're like, dude, that's, that's not, not even how it works. <laughs> <laughs> he got it in a hangnail on his finger on his like, finger i mean but it, that's stupid tales as kids tell and you know especially mm-hmm. it was like 89 so it was like in the height of the AIDS crisis and people were 
having false information left and right about this mm-hmm. disease. So, like, it was so great. He did such a good job at playing that character that when they were in that scene and the kid is like, when Eddie is like freaking out, like hyperventilating and like part puking or whatever, yeah. like Bill Skarsgård even came out of character for a moment because he was so physically and emotionally worried for this other actor because he was like, what is going on with this kid? And it was a mixture of this. He, the kid is such a good professional actor, but also you're fucking terrifying. I mean, you're drooling. Yeah. He said that he stopped and was just like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I love what you're doing with the character. And he's like, what the fuck you little kid i thought it was like scaring the shit out of you and you're just that professional and he called him like mr professional and you know little professional and you know like these kids this is what they want to do and i feel like this is going to be another one of those like goonies type of movies where we're going to watch their careers like blossom and grow and you're like look at you remember you remember that was him and you're like oh shit that was him when he was 12 like yeah We'll see them this later. This cast is on, very sure. good, all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of them. I mean, if we want to dive into the kids' cast before we do Bill Sarsgaard, I mean, we've kind of been talking about him a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> even um, though which is he's only in this movie about four minutes of like this, in total. In total, he mm-hmm. is just so fucking good that you can't not he's talk so good. about him. But yeah, let, let's talk about the kids a little bit. They all did fantastic. Like you They're said, they, all amazing. They had the best summer ever and became great friends. And you're just like, mm-hmm. dang, you guys are just like amazing. Everybody had yeah. their own little arc where you're like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I see. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, let's start off with the leading, like the leading lady, the only real female lead in this, Sophia Lillis. I love her. I'm obsessed with I'm not okay with this. It's a Netflix show. Yes. Um I hope I'm it comes obsessed. back. She did I so good. I watched it because it was her and I love her mm-hmm. in these movies that I was just exactly like, let me see. Also, mm-hmm. another cast member in this is in it too. The the kid who plays yeah. Stanley, I think. Right? Is that who it is? Yeah, it's Stanley. It's the Stanley kid plays like her like best friend or whatever in the show. Her yes. best friend. She has some weird powers. You're like, what is this? Like, what? She's telekinesis. Yeah. So she's telekinetic. And it's, I mean, I don't want to just watch the show. It's super fantastic. Her, I fucking love that she gets reunited with Wyatt Olaf. Yeah. Like they're so cute together they and are. they're a little bit older in this show. So you're just like, oh my God. Yeah. They're amazing. like high schoolers, but they still look like they're living in dairy. The whole time I was like, y'all never left. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're just still chilling. It's you guys literally look like you're in dairy right now. <laughs> yeah. But she's amazing. But like, that's really, I mean, she, she did a couple of other things like the sharper objects with Amy Adams and, and that HBO special she played, that show. She played a younger Amy Adams in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i mean that's pretty much all i could recognize her from what is this nancy drew thing she's in she was oh she was in like a tiny yeah she was in this like 2019 but she was nancy drew okay i didn't give that a watch in the hidden staircase yeah i always watch the nancy drews shit oh you do well, yeah, she's a badass, like, young girl solving crimes and mysteries. All but I she, remember the books. Yeah, yeah, I used to read the books all the time. She don't need to be like the Hardy Brothers and, like, you know, she don't need to be two of them. She's like, I'm a bad bitch on my own. So I've always loved her. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I love her. She's amazing. Like she holds it down for all the ladies in this. Cause she's really the strongest female lead in this role in this film. And I really like her. I really think she's, I think she's incredible. I like she's her January too, Embers, she, baby. She deals with these stupid boys. Like she can't even like sunbathe in her bra and panties and all these dudes like drooling over her. Mm-hmm. And you know, she cares about them. Like her and Ben's relationship is just the sweetest and cutest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And she is just gorgeous. I love her little haircut she gives herself. She gives herself a really cool haircut. Yeah. Question. So does she yeah. fear blood? Is that her fear? Well, I think it's playing off the fact that she gets her period for the first time. I, and Pennywise recognizes that. And so it's it's he finds her to be the, t- the hardest one because she's so strong. Like this character is so strong that he constantly is trying to figure out what she is afraid of. Like, so first he does the blood in the bathroom, which I always represented that with her period. Like, because I didn't realize that was her first period. I thought she was just going to pick up tampons like a normal bitch does. Yeah. But who, who stares that? I mean, you know what you're getting. Like when you go to the grocery store, like if you've had your period for a while, you're like, these are my favorite unscented regular. Let's go. Like she's standing there and kind of looking and she's like, which ones do I get? At that age, I was still like that because it was like, plus she doesn't know because she doesn't have a mom. So she is finding all this stuff out on her own. But remember like he, he comes and he's just like, what is this? And he like sees, he's like, Oh, you like even her father's like, Oh, we're doing this now. He's like, tell me you're still my little girl. Are you still my little girl? So creepy. So yeah, no, like the, I always figured that the blood was something that he perceived her to be afraid of, which she wasn't. And that's why she was able to defeat the big weird hair monster that like sprouts out of the faucet. I mean, that, that's scary. Yeah. That was scary as fuck. And then he tries to get her with her father because he perceives that she's afraid of her own father. But really, she just wants to fucking kill this fucker. Exactly. She holds so much animosity against him. You can see it. Like, she, like, moves away from him. Like, even though he dominates her most of the time, when she fights him back, that's when Pennywise is like, oh, okay. Like, there's really nothing. So that's why he takes her first, which it was a smart move. Well, the boys would have came for her. (laughs) Definitely. And Richie. Yeah, they would have definitely yeah, came for I her. I mean, they did come for her. She is super short. I don't know how short she is, but she's shorter than the rest of the cast. So she did have <laughs> she's to, five foot. She had to stand on apple boxes around <laughs> when she had scenes, group scenes. That's pretty cute. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she's not as tall as we may think she is. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is about six inches tall, smaller than the shortest cast member. Yeah. Although, no, no, I'm so sorry, two inches. Jeremy Ray Taylor is only 5'2", but they wanted him to be short. He's the short little guy. She's, short, She's a shorty. Shorty. She's a shorty. So, yeah. so I think the biggest other name that at this point of the filming would be Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Dude, I love Dude. this kid. Not only is he in Stranger Things and the It's, but he's about to be in the brand new fucking Ghostbuster, bitch. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! I know, isn't that exciting? Yeah. His little no, baby I'm fucking face. stoked about this kid. I'm I'm really yeah. excited to see what he's going to look like when he gets older, because he has these like, little pouty limps, and he's just cute. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> excited to see what he's going to look like. No, he, yeah, he's genuinely like a really sweet dude, Canadian. 
He's really into his music. Uh, but he's such, he is, he, his comedic timing is so perfect. This movie just completely showcases it. And I love that about him. Yeah, because he's totally a different character than you see him in Stranger Things. Stranger Things, he's more like sweet and, you know, emotional. Straight, yeah. And he loves, you know, Elle. And, you know, he, he's got his little, I'm watching Stranger Things after this. I fucking forgot how much I love that show. I fucking love that. I love that movie. And then show. he goes from being in this and he's just like a dick. Like that kid that you don't want your kid to hang out with. I know, I know. But apparently he did have fear of clowns before this movie. <laughs> did you know that? Really? Yeah. I, bet this, I didn't know that. I don't know if this helped or hurt his fear, but it is one of them. He's not alone. Stephen King also has a semi-fear of clowns, which started when he was a child and he was oh, on an airplane um, sitting next to Ronald McDonald. And Ronald McDonald, like, lights up a cigarette and orders, like, you know, scotch. And <laughs> it kind of, like, tainted his, like, view of, like, Ronald McDonald and just clowns in general. I read that. So I thought that was pretty funny. I think that's really effing weird that Ronald McDonald would just, like, wear his clothes everywhere. I mean, it's free publicity for the place, I guess. I don't know. This was probably, this had to be back in, like, the 60s or 70s. I don't know. This had to be I back mean, in the but day. But still, even like Walt Disney with Mickey Mouse, like he can only make certain appearances. There's only allowed to be like one Mickey loose on the lot. Like he can't be seen in more than one place at a time. At least that's a Disney World rule. Uh, so at like, Disneyland, there's only one Mickey Mouse. There are no doubles. There's only one Mickey Mouse in Disney World. But Ronald McDonald apparently is smoking and scotching it up, apparently. <laughs> you know smacking flight attendants asses as they go by i don't know either way it it left a mark on him enough to write this whole book and this is his second longest book wow. that stephen king has ever written it's like a thousand and like wow. 300 and like something pages and his longest book is the stand which I have read, and mm-hmm. I have the extended version, so it's even more pages. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I have not read that one. I do really, I, what I think is really, really cool is that uh, Finn Wolfhard has officially written and directed his very first film ever, and it, it debuted in August of this year at the Canadian Film Festival. It's a comedy. It's called Night Shifts. Very interesting. Is he very in it, cool. or he just directed it? He just directs it. Okay, good, good, good. Stay behind the camera. That's where you get the good eye. And helps you as a better I know, actor, so too. That's cool. I know. It's. I think that's pretty effing cool, especially because this kid is only 17 years old. I mean, this kid can do a lot. Like we said, he's in a band. Yeah. I don't really know what kind of band it is. Do you know what kind of band it is? I thought it was like a, like a, gr- a grunge-style tribute type of soft rock band. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, he does play the guitar, the piano, the drums, the bass, and the harmonica. Yeah, so it's like indie rock. I want to say it's like garage indie rock. Well, this kid's talented in more ways than one. Like I love him. I love him as Mike Wheeler. Mm-hmm. He's just such a sweet little kid. I do want to also <laughs> throw out that we will talk about these people, all of these people, again when we do it chapter two. So don't you fret. Don't you freak out. Mm-hmm. And then we got Bill. Bill's a very big character. Bill, Bill is like the like the lead, I think, of the boys. Yeah. And he's played by Jaden Martell. He is 
the sweetheart, his stutter is just like adorable. And, you know, all he wants is to find his brother. And that's why I feel so sad when like the dad is all mad at him. And he's like, dad, just let me just show you something. Like, look, he's got to be here. Like, and he, the dad is just like, he's dead. Just don't worry about it. He's dead. And you're like, dang, like, you know, I, if my child was dead, if my brother was dead or missing or my nieces were missing, I'm not going to stop until I find their body. Like, they might be dead, but I need to be able to bury them. Like, I'm not exactly. stopping until I figure There's out where closure they are. That yeah. needs- and he won't even let there them has do to- it. Yeah. And you're, I'm, it's surprising. It's surprising. But maybe that's the spell of uh, Derry getting that's- over the father. Or, I mean, there, I mean, maybe he's just so devastated that he needs that chance to heal himself i don't know i think that you're right it's this it's the spell maybe it's a spell that's just like let it go just let it go just let it go don't think about it don't dwell on it let it go you're just like uh i really can't especially when you leave his room in perfect condition like the motherfucker's (laughs) still there what are you doing what are you Uh. doing but i love this kid he's the crazy like neo-nazi uh white boy in knives out I haven't seen Nines out yet, but I heard that it was really good. It's so funny. Oh, you got to see that movie. It's so funny. I I love him. I still haven't watched him in Defending Jacob. I really want to see him in that television show so bad. Okay. Because that's another book that I read that was such a good book. But yeah, those are the uh, only things that were pretty recognizable. Oh, wait. Um, I didn't realize he was in. uh, He's in St. Vincent. He's a little boy. Yeah. With Bill Murray, the Bill Murray movie. I didn't watch it. I didn't Melissa actually McCartney? see this movie. Oh, well, you know yeah, me and Bill Murray. If he's in it, I'm going to give it a try. And yeah, he was oh. a little boy in that. That's probably the very first thing that I ever saw him in. Yeah, because that came out in oh. 2014. Yeah, so he's he's been in the game for, you know, a while for his short life. He's worked with some big names. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he did a great job in this movie. He, he is the emotional, like, one. He doesn't have a stutter in real life. If anybody was wondering, that's not a thing. <laughs> He's just that good of an actor that you're like, oh, shit. Like, does he actually have a fucking stutter? No, that's not it. But yeah, these young kids, it's kind of hard to find fun facts because they haven't had anything to, their lives are so short. Like, I don't know what to, you know, but everyone did an amazing job. What's your favorite Bill line? When when he tells off the bully, you suck, Henry. Suck. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) They all had his back, too. They were fucking ready. Rock fight! Rock fight! I like the rock. And then he gets hit in the face. It turns into a slow-mo rock fight. They gave that rock fight a lot of credit. Like, I was down. I was really down for them to give all that time to that rock fight because it was so good. Hey. When you're kids, that's where you can do some damage is rock fighting. <laughs> like, Bev did not give two oh shit. God. Like, she walked up and clocked him with that goddamn rock. I and know. I uh, think he did a fantastic job. He's so cute. I oh, love that. You know, he feels like he's the leader. He feels like he got everybody in this. Like, I'm going, I'm going because I need to find Georgie. And I would love for y'all to come with me and help me. But, like. I will go by myself. Like, I'm still going either way. And that's just like him from a child to adult. Just like, I just, we need to get this done. And if you guys don't want to do it, then I'll just go do it. 
I do like where exactly. He, he's like, who who wants to stay out here? And everybody like except Bev raises their hand. Yeah, <laughs> she's looking at him like pussies. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There's this one part that I'm absolutely in love with. Remember, Bill's. He's just like goes like, let him take me. Just go. Just like get out of here. Just leave. And then Richie goes, you punched me. You punched me in the face. You made me walk through shitty water. You brought me to a fucking crackhead house. And now... I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. And now I'm gonna have to kill Kill this this fucking clown. clown. I love that. That is my favorite line. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I told you this was gonna happen. You punched me in the face. You made me walk through shitty water. Drag me through a crack house. Yeah, it's total crack house. (laughs) But yeah, go blow your dad, you mullet wearing asshole. I mean, his lines are so good. <laughs> Richie, man. I mean, a lot of Richie <laughs> and Eddie's like lines were improv. Um, All those lines, yes. So the, most of it was improvised. I love it. That's why I feel so real with the way that they're just like talking to each other and and, and the jokes that they're saying to each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Which we already kind of touched base. Jack Dylan Grazer. He got the reputation for being very professional on set for this little dude. I mean, he's only 17 years old. Um, now. No, yeah. God, that was three years ago. So he would have been 14. This 14 years old. Dirk is. And then he started, he was in Shazam. Whoa, in that is Shazam. him. <gasps> yeah, that's I him. I totally fucking, wow. I know, he's so cute. <laughs> He's wow. such a cutie. I didn't even realize that was him. Yeah, he has great yeah. timing. So that makes sense. So I think he's amazing. I know. All these kids, I really can't wait to see what they end up doing. Exactly. Exactly. Of- we already kind of talked about Wyatt Olaf. Like, he, we, you see him in that television series. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays the young Star-Lord. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's Peter. When... When it's when he's being taken from his mom, and then it shows him getting older. I guess he looks like him a little bit. That's him. And they they got him to come back too, because when they started filming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, there's like scenes of when Peter's a young boy, and they show they got him to come back. It was just so good. It's so good. I uh, love Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good one. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It's one of my favorite Marvels for sure. I love him, and I'm not okay with this. And his name mm-hmm. on there is also Stanley. It's also Stanley. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, he he does such a good job. His best business when they turn around and he's missing and they find him and like that weird lady is like biting his face, like trying to eat him. Ugh. And then yeah. they scare it away and he's like, My friend, you made me go into you guys are you did this to me you're not my friends you made me come down here like he's just so pissed at him so pissed no you're not my friend he really doesn't want to be a part of it you're not my friend i know and then it all and then it all comes clear in chapter two and i think that he is a great his scene, and he's great. His scene in the in his dad's office when the lady first comes out of the like the painting, that's pretty scary. He's putting the Torah back. Uh chosen Jacobs though. He is he plays Michael. 
Yeah. The homeschooled kid. He's so cute. He's fucking rad. He's fucking rad. He doesn't, he doesn't have a big filmography yet either, but he is in that show that my mom made me watch called God Friended Me. <laughs> my dad watched that. He's in a couple of episodes in that show. And uh, did some Castle Rock. I, mean, I just recently caught the Castle Rock television show on Hulu. Oh, yeah. He's on about like it, four or five episodes. Yeah. I love that show. He is just, oh, he's done about seven episodes of Hawaii Five O. So if you watch that, he's a, a recurring character, I'm sure. He's just like like all of these children, like we said, their filmography is kind of short and their fun facts are kind of short because they're only been on this mm-hmm. earth for like less than two decades. Like, so <laughs> it's really not, <laughs> we just kind of want to give them shout out and tell them like how much we appreciate this awesome movie that they they were part of. Yeah. And I'm looking they forward to really seeing his cute face around. He's a cute cutie. Mm-hmm. Sincerely so. Sincerely so. Can I give you a fun fact? Yeah, give me a fun fact. You ready for a fun fact? So, this book, miniseries, and movies have kind of ruined the clown industry. To the point that since 1986, when this book was released, to now in 2020, the art of clowning has dropped drastically. People are scared of them. Kids are more scared of them because they think um, Pennywise, as the clown, all clowns, circuses are kind of being canceled because of the way that they treat animals. So they're running out of places to do things. People aren't getting them for their kid's birthday party because I can get Iron Man or princess tiana to come to my kids party instead of this weird Mm -hmm. clown so it kind of like it's something we don't think about but they the clowns have literally suffered because of stephen king's ideal of clowns wow which you know he hates clowns so i guess he's in favor of it he's like look we gotta get them all out we We gotta get rid of these fucking clowns (laughs) yeah so that makes me really sad Say something nice to a clown that you know, because they probably are going through it. <laughs> I mean, also this new the new movie, the uh, the Joker. Yeah, that didn't help. Or Joker, either. I think it's just called Joker. It's probably not going to help either. Although I do really like Zach Galifianakis. He has that show Baskets. Baskets. That clown's not scary. He's just a clown. He's yeah. a clown. Mm-hmm. A French clown. A French clown. Like, oh, clown. <laughs> yeah, clown. So, no clown. There's yeah. that that's redeemable, I guess. I Say that something show. nice to a clown. Oh, Say something nice to a clown. Also, there is a rumor that uh, he also got the idea for Pennywise from John Wayne Gacy, the killer clown. <gasps> oh, I hate John Wayne. Oh, my God. This is not John true, John Wayne Gacy is so scary. He is pretty scary, but this is not true. Pogo the clown did not kill. and I mean, he did kill, definitely, but he did not. He was not the inspiration to the story. No. Just want to throw that fun fact out there for you, for your clowns. Thanks, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Revive the clowns. Yeah, help help a clown out. They they help a clown. <laughs> they're so sweet. They're not even like terrifying. I know. I mean, they're a little scary. I'm but. just saying that because Lenny has I dressed am. up as a clown before. She's a cute one though. I do. I have multiple clown noses. That's not a joke. 
I have a, I have a collection. <laughs> I've seen them. This is true. This is true. So we were kind of talking about how the Duffer brothers were going to be on to maybe direct this movie, and they didn't because they didn't have enough mm-hmm. experience. And you would think that you said Stranger Things came out in sixteen. Well, it took seven years for this movie to get off the ground. It went through a couple different directors as well, uh, different story types. But this movie was almost canned, but it took seven years before it got made. So mm-hmm. I feel like they could have definitely used them because it took seven years to make this movie. It wasn't like, oh, let's make it. And then the next year it was like in production. No, that's not how no. this one worked out. But yeah. Damn, seven years to put a film together. Do you, we only have one more person to talk about? Let's finally talk about the man of the hour. Oh, yeah, let's talk about him. All let's right. just talk about him, talk about him. Because I loved him. I mean, I've always been, he's he's such a great actor. I find him completely adorable and irresistible. I loved him in Hemlock Grove. I was addicted to Hemlock Grove for a minute, that television show. Um, and I, I do. I, I think he's in. I think he's incredibly charming and such a great actor. And the fact that he can slip into this like scary look is just so. It's so wild to me because I find him a very stunning. He's got such specific features. And his mannerisms and his charisma, he's just a very dashing individual. And to like see him slip into this character for the past couple of years has just been fucking terrifying. I'm going to be real. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else before No way. This. Like, after this, yes, I've seen him. But, like, before this, he did mm-hmm. not stick out to me or the titles in his filmography filmography doesn't really stick out to me so i went in not really know who this guy was and the more that i've done research on this movie and him the more respect that i have for him and his views on the way that he goes about his characters so Mm -hmm. he said that he had to drive during his audition in hollywood in full makeup to this audition Well, that's unheard of. Like, you're not supposed to actually do that. They've always encouraged people when you're going to an audition, do not dress as the character. Do not dress as, like, what you're auditioning for. But he just came out being like, fuck it. I'm dressing like a goddamn clown. I feel like there's some times when it is necessary. I think Mm -hmm. that this is one that's necessary because making the faces of a clown without the makeup are two different things. And they don't read the same. So Mm -hmm. I will give you that on the makeup. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a good idea. Sometimes it's not a good idea. I would say that for Bill, this was a brilliant idea because like I said, your face is not going to read the same way as if it had all the full makeup. So, But he drove there and he said while he was doing it, he was just like, I am so ridiculous and I'm so just, this is just too, too ridiculous and dumb. But it's basically a metaphor for being an actor because, like, when you're in this profession, you feel dumb and ridiculous all the time. I mean, some people don't get it if you've never been, like, an actor, but to, like, completely be and do something different that you personally would never do is 
totally changing your mind frame. He also said that, you mm-hmm. know, him being in isolation, like we said that he is in isolation from the rest of the cast, yes. played some tricks really on him, him, fucked with his brain, yeah. fucked with his dreams. He even had nightmares about Pennywise, like, after this movie had already wrapped. Like, he's still thinking about He was character. scarred. I'm pretty sure he's going to be scarred forever. And like, I that's think some... that's why he didn't want to do part two. The second. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's like, whoa, I mean, my therapist is getting way too much money just because of this movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He comes from a, a full, long line of actors. I mean, not like I me. Mean, his father is an actor, Stalin Skarsgård. He's such a cool, I love him as, he's an amazing actor. Uh, his father, he's, uh, so he's most notably, he's in Marvel Thor. He plays the doctor, uh, Eric Slogan. He also, uh, oh my God, Angels and Demons. He was in Pirates of the Caribbean, Bootstrap Bill. Uh, okay, that's Orlando's his dad. father. That's what's yeah, that. that's his dad. Okay, yeah, dude, he is so fucking cool. That's uh, why he's so good at his craft. Yeah, he's yeah. Anyway, so that's his dad, and then he has his brother Alexander Skarsgård, who has a really big. I'm sure you know he's he has a huge reputation in Hollywood. Like he's a very well known actor. Yeah, uh, True Blood is like one of his biggest things. Then he was on Big Little Lies recently huh. uh, with Nicole Kidman, starring opposite Nicole Kidman. I didn't realize uh, that was his brother, but okay, that's true. I mean, how many yeah. scars guard or whatever? Are you yeah, <laughs> like scars really? I know, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I fucking love them. I I love them. They're so good. They're good actors. They're really good actors. What a fam. Well, I do have a fun fact if you want to know. Fun fact. There's a thing with the number 27 in this movie. Yes. Okay. 27 years later, Pennywise is going to come back and eat some kids. Okay. But that's not the only 27 thing. Bill Skarsgård. Did I say his name right? He was born in 1990 made him 27 um, when they were filming filming this movie. Uh, Not only is that, but the Tim Curry miniseries also came out in 1990, which would make... 27 years. 27 years. Okay. Did they do that on purpose? No, it took seven years to make the movie, remember? That's crazy. <laughs> it okay. Took year, it took seven years for them to get this movie made. So, no, that was not planned. Wow. Also, this movie came out on September 8th, 2017. Now, if you mm-hmm. add nine plus eight plus two plus one plus seven, that equals... 27. 27. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's weird. Right? Mm-hmm. I believe that they That's started creepy. filming in July 27th. It was some month, 27th, on the 27th day. Ugh. I feel creepy. I feel creeped. I thought that was a cool, fun fact. It reminds me a lot of, like, The that, Shining, how, like, that yes. number's everywhere. Yeah. Okay. But I got another one on him. (laughs) Give it to me. Those teeth are not real in his mouth, y'all. Those are prosthetic teeth that were made to give him that freaky look. 
And that is also why he drools all the goddamn time. It's because of his <laughs> teeth. And so our director, Andy, loved it. He said it made him look like he was ravenous and he was like an animal just, <laughs> just drooling all over the place. So he kept it. You don't like it? Uh, you're, uh, you have a head shake there. No, 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 no. I loved it. Adam also said like wow. one of the hardest things for him to shoot as a director in this movie was the scene between Georgie and Pennywise on the storm in the basement or no that's right when they were on the street we're not it's actually because they had to do that the water was a huge issue i was reading about yep the sound was hard and then to get the actual uh the shot of the little kid on the ground being from the perspective of pennywise Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so that and i believe the basement scene is also another one anything that had to do with water in this movie was kind of a tough uh, thing for him to shoot yeah which is a huge element for pennywise like that's why he even says like we're gonna float because we like float the here. water that's how we all float y'all float down here fucking creepy in the shitty water gray water <laughs> what's gray water let's just say that's shit and piss you're just walking around and gary's just- shit and piss i hope you're happy have you ever heard of staph infection He's like, I got your staff infection. <laughs> I got your staff infection. <laughs> as he holds a big uh, stick as a dick. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's so funny. This movie is so, so good. good. I don't even know what more to even say about this. I have one more fun fact. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. You good? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Lenny over here, I can see it in her eyes how drunk she is. I haven't seen that drunk Lenny in a minute. I love this movie. I can help it. I was like ready to I was ready to get drunk and watch it. And we did. All right. So And we fucking did. So here is my last fun fact for the movie. Chapter one. (laughs) Okay. Love it. There's an Easter egg. In this movie. And I'm not talking about the egg that Ben sees when he's in the library. I'm not talking about that egg. But I am Uh talking about when Richie finally goes into, like, that weird room of, like, the clown dolls. Oh, yeah. And he's all, like, freaked out. Well, if you pay attention towards the left side of the top screen, you'll see that there's a little doll dressed as a clown, as all of them are. But Mm -hmm. that particular clown is dressed as the tim curry it so in that outfit oh cute the original is not what he is described as in the movie of wearing he is wearing something similar to what he is described to have had on in this movie but they wanted to give that a little nod like hey girl we didn't forget about y'all i like that little homage to the original. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We are fun fact out. Oh my God. Did we do it? Did we do it? We did it. <laughs> we it. We edited it. We edited it. You guys. Yeah. We will be back for chapter two. There was so much that we like wanted to talk about and couldn't because it has to do with that we movie. can't because it. Yeah. So that one will definitely be back sooner than October. Yes. Because a lot of the fun facts that I have are just way too involved with the second film. Mm-hmm. And we can't talk about it. 
So, are you ready, though, for the for the people? Uh, yes, uh, here we go. So, my Z for the people. In 1993, Clowns Without Borders started working. And what they do is they do local partnerships with different cities, towns, in different countries that are in crisis. And they go and they help them as they need. So they come to like Guatemala or Brazil or just a bunch of places that, you know, would have some sort of crisis going on. So they'll go and help out in hospitals or they'll go to schools or they'll go to refugee camps just so that they can get people some smiles when you go through something so shocking like that um, of your world being turned upside down people need to laugh you know they talked about on it how you Mm -hmm. know the first time you laugh after a family member dies or something traumatic happens it like is one of the best feelings that you could get. So these clowns go all around and they do little parades to get everybody in the area to come. The kids will come and they'll juggle and do tricks and all the fun clown things just so that they could put a smile on some children's faces and their parents' faces all over the world. Now, I did not know that this was like a real thing, but they help people with grieving and trauma with the gift of laughter. So go to Clowns Without Borders EDU. Donate some money. If you're a clown, donate some time. If you always wanted to travel and you know do your craft, your art, this would be a great thing for you guys to do. Um, I know there are still clowns out there. They didn't let this movie yeah. shoot them down and <laughs> stop them. Clowns Without Borders. I had never heard of this until today, and I thought that was super cool. Clowns Without Borders. Yeah. So if you want to do it, Lenny, you're a clown. Yeah, that is really cool. I know. I already wrote it down. I was like, um, I could be a clown without borders. Without borders. It's like Doctors Without Borders. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a world citizen clown, baby. Yeah. And that's my Z for the people. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Z, do you want to tell everyone what we're going to be watching for next week's episode? Next week's episode will be our very last spooky Halloween month uh, movie. But we will put, we're going to try to throw some more scary movies into the mix just on a regular basis. All year round. Yeah. But you know, I couldn't go without doing the movie Us, y'all. So get with it. And I'm excited. I don't know what we're going to drink, but it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. I'm excited. This is going to be a good-ass movie. I'm really excited, too. So much. Me, too. Can we? Well, you want to tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah. Just a sweet reminder. If you want to check out any of our old podcasts, any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out on uh, Podbean and beautiful Spotify. Mm -hmm. We got it all listed, so just check it out. Uh, We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. You can hit us up, DM, whatever you want to talk about. We're here to listen. Any recommendations, any great celebrity story sightings that you've got, anything that we missed from your favorite episodes, we'll give a shout out to it. Just like send us a message and we love that shit. Also, you can send us an email at 
Lights, camera, cocktail, no S, at gmail.com. Get the S out of here. Zenobia is an amazing pen pal. I am. She loves getting those emails. I love hearing the emails that we get yeah. from Zenobia they're because they're so funny. So everyone keep on sending them in. Uh, check us out because we love you. Yeah. So find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the good places. Yeah. We made it, girl. <laughs> We'll be back next week, everybody. Go listen to last week's episode, Lost Boys, because it was amazing. It was. Listen to us next week because it's going to be amazing. It will. Well, thank you, everybody, for drinking with us and listening to us. We'll see you guys next week on another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. Come here, Georgie. Want to come down here? We all float down here.